Welcome everyone to this week six edition of Bruce Monin's Computer Points. I am Bruce Monin, your host, recording from our remote studio in the Wyoming suburb of Cincinnati, Ohio. And of course, checking in from elsewhere in the greater Cincinnati area, home of the two and two Cincinnati Bearcats. We have our co-host, executive producer, and chief researcher, Rebecca Monin. Always happy to be here, our even UC... if that record keeps getting worse. Yes. Well, our UC team looks solid on defense against number 16-ranked 4-0 Oklahoma. If only that did anything. Yep, but once again, the offense could not convert once they approached the goal line in a 20-6 loss. We all somewhat feared it when the entire offensive coaching staff changed, the head coach changed, and I think one starter might be back. Thought it might take a little bit for the offense to gel. The curse of a good season. Everyone gets drafted or hired somewhere else. Yes. Next up for our Bearcats, a road trip to BYU on Friday night. Ooh. I imagine they're flying. That sounds like an awful drive. Yes, they are. They are flying. I think it is a rule that if it's more than so many miles, they have to fly. Good. We are recording this podcast here on Monday night. That means the Bengals should be firing up any minute now. I forget what time kickoff is. I guess I'll see it the second half, maybe. Are are you? I don't know if I've ever known you to watch the Bengals. Well, absolutely. There's two Monday night football games tonight. I don't know if they're the early or the late. They are kicking off in 10 minutes. 10 minutes. So maybe the second half. Of course, I am somewhat torn here. I saw probably due to the Hollywood writer's strike, CBS is running a 20th or 25th anniversary, whatever it is, three-episode marathon of their favorite NCIS episodes. Ooh. I saw that and I immediately came up with number one and number two. And then I looked and that's the ones they're showing at eight o'clock and nine o'clock. I haven't looked for the 10 o'clock and I can't figure out what it might be. So it's one of them, the koala on the submarine one. Ooh, that would be the perfect one. Yes. (laughs) That's what I would pick. The first one, of course, is the first episode where they hijack Air Force One. It is a good one. And the second one, of course, is when Dinozo gets the plague. Yeah, yeah. That'd be, that's, yeah, the koalas on a submarine. That has to be the one. By the way, no koalas were on any submarines in that episode. No, it was a throwaway line that's just really easy to reference. As you may have guessed from the intro music, it is Oktoberfest week. Ziggy zaggy, ziggy zaggy. Oi, oi, oi. Ziggy zaggy, ziggy zaggy. Oi, oi, oi. At the home office in Minster. You know what that means, don't you, Rebecca? Uh, We're going to be busy all weekend. Yes, it means that. Which also means this podcast may get to you a little later next week. Okay. (laughs) Just a thought. We'll see. But... (laughs) Oh, I had a thought on the the writer's strike comment, if we want to rewind a minute and a half of conversation. Oh, absolutely. There are rumors, they're not rumors, it's an actual released article, that there's a tentative agreement that's been reached between the the Writers Guild, the WGA, and the AMPTP, whatever, the, the group of studios. And it looks very good for the writers. That doesn't mean much for the SAG um, 
So they'll probably still not be producing anything with actors. But, fun fact, they finalized it and published it right before sunset yesterday. Which is happens to be just in time for Yom Kippur. So, if anyone's inclined to the Jewish persuasion... The, the writers and the studios decided they didn't need to be worried about negotiating things while fasting on the Jewish holidays. Yeah, that'd probably be bad negotiating on an empty stomach, huh? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, especially yeah. since you're not allowed working at all on Yom Kippur. So, would have been difficult. Yes, it would have. All right, but it's Oktoberfest week, so not only will the podcast be late, it's actually the end of Oktoberfest traditionally been going on in munich for two weeks now yes um, we have a relative hanging out there a couple of relatives hanging out there enjoying the munich oktoberfest we'll get full report when they come back in the next couple of days anyone i meet who knows germany is scandalized when they hear that minster's oktoberfest is actually in october that is not how it's supposed to be <laughs> but it works for us yes doesn't the one over there go into october a little bit oh i'm sure it does yeah, it starts in September, I know. Mm-hmm. Much like the Minster Oktoberfest this weekend, which will start on September 29th and finish on October 1st. So we also cover both months this year. This Not year. quite the same. Not exactly. As, mu- as much as we want to shut down the town for two weeks for endless beer bands and drinking and little mini donuts and pretzels, we probably shouldn't. Yeah, deep fried tenderloins. Mm. Mm. I'm ready. <laughs> well, anyway, we, we should... all... oh, go, go ahead. What was that? We should get to the football. I was just saying, if all this going on, we should get straight to the football here, right? <laughs> and that would lead straight to our scores of the week. Oh, boy. We have a little different take here this week. Our first score is from the NFL. Oh, boy. And it is the Miami Dolphins 70, the Denver Broncos 20. Okay. 70 points, the most points scored by an NFL team in a game since 1966. Huh. When Washington, probably the Redskins in those days, who knows? Maybe they were something else earlier. I don't know. They set the record of 72 points against the New York football giants. I hear there were people in the crowd chanting three more points during the game when they had 70 points. They were in field goal range at the end. The coach took a knee in a, I guess, sports. I guess if you've already run up the score by 50 points, I guess that's sportsmanship to uh, take a knee instead of kicking another field goal at the end. All right. Now we have two high school scores from opposite ends of the spectrum here. We're going to start with at least what was the most anticipated game in this area of the state. Marion Local 14, Versailles 13. In this game, Marion Local wins their 38th straight game. Versailles trailed 14 to 7, scored a touchdown with two minutes left, but missed the extra point. It would have been more fun if they'd have gone for two and not made it. It would have been more dramatic, but. Yeah. So we mentioned before the game, both teams maybe are favored to be state champions in their divisions. Drew Pasteur's computer actually had Marion Local as a 14-point favorite. 
So I imagine Versailles may be even more of a favorite now than they were before that game as they beat the spread by quite a bit. I would imagine so, yeah. I doubt that's any consolation in Versailles. No, it doesn't tend to be. No. Unless you're deep into the betting game. And I hope that doesn't happen in high school football. It probably does. Yeah. On the other end of the spectrum, we had Columbus Mifflin, 14, over Columbus Centennial with nothing. The Mifflin Punchers, which is what got my attention first. Okay, good. Baby. They end the longest losing streak in the state right now. They earned their first win since September 27th, 2019. There are children on that team who are seniors who have not won a game until this. That is right. That'd be four years. Of course, they had the COVID year in there where they maybe didn't play or only played a few games. But still, there are seniors on that team. That is their first victory. Ooh. That's tough, but good for them. But more importantly, have you figured out yet why they are called the punchers? Is it a pun that I'm missing or do I need to Google this? I have no idea. I left that to my chief researcher. Okay. Well, I was researching the Washington football team who are now the commanders who were the Redskins for the entirety of their existence. They were the Redskins for the whole time. Mm -hmm. All right. Nicknamed the cow punchers. Oh, I hadn't given that a thought. Cow punchers. And that doesn't explain anything more to me, except that they're probably in a bunch of farmland with a bunch of cows. Well, I was hoping it wasn't going back to our Bradford talk of a couple of weeks ago. I hope they weren't the hole punchers. <laughs> That'd be fun. And I hoped it wasn't maybe like some kind of fighting Irish type thing instead of the fighting Irish. It would just be the punchers instead. It's the Scots. <laughs> <laughs> So there are cow punchers. All right. Yep. I don't have anything more than cow punchers, but I would I would guess that comes from there being a uh, excess of cows and people getting excitable. Or maybe if you've got it's like a shark where if you punch a cow in the nose, it'll stop being angry at you. So it'll get confused. You know, I've never seen that actually done to a shark. I guess if I watch Shark Week, maybe it'd be on there sometime. Maybe it would. Maybe that comes up in Sharknado. <laughs> Sharknado, one of the greatest bad movies ever made. <laughs> they made like six of them. And that goes for all of them. <laughs> there are seven Sharknado movies. Seven. I have not seen them all yet. Maybe I should make that a goal. I think Conan O'Brien was in one of them, and that's how I was introduced to Sharknado. Really? Same with me. I saw on some show of his, he was lobbying to get on, and then I saw another show where they said he got the he got the cameo. So I hate to break it to you, Dad, but we were watching the same shows at the same time. We may have been in the same room. We um, were in the same room. It was a while ago, yes. <laughs> anyway, back to high school football. Back to high school football. Straight to Division One, Region 2, Rebecca. Okay. Currently ranked number four, Finley wins their fifth straight game and moves up three spots. We told you many weeks ago they were just going to keep winning and we were just going to keep saying they win again. Their schedule <laughs> does toughen up just a bit this week as they play four and two, Anthony Wayne. Could be an upset, could be exciting. They'll your still grandfather, get into the playoffs. Your grandfather, former teacher at Anthony Wayne, probably rooting hard for the generals, or he probably doesn't know what's happening. 
I would bet on the latter myself. <laughs> we can ask him this week when he's in town for the Oktoberfest. Ziggy tucket, ziggy tucket. Ziggy tucket, ziggy tucket. We got to add the bits. Yes, we do. <laughs> All right. Division two, region eight. Three of our four teams enjoyed wins this week. At number seven, Troy beat their rival, number 20, Pickwell, 14 to nothing in a game much closer than the records would have made you guess. Troy oh. now five and one, Pickwell now one and five. But those rivalry games, mm-hmm. always tough. Uh, Troy earns a home game with wins in two of their final four games. And they are favored to sweep all four. So it looks good for Troy. Piqua needs three more wins. And they are favored in two games. But I looked at the two that they're underdogs in. And I predict they're going to earn an upset in one of them. I think they get it. That's exciting. They're not that much of an underdog. And if they can stay within 14 points of Troy, they're pretty good. All right. Good to know. At number 11, we have Sydney, the Yellow Jackets. They may. I just went by the stadium recently and saw it, so I had to work <laughs> okay. that in. Sydney may have earned their playoff spot last week with a win over 0-6 Greenville. It's not quite official yet, but it looks pretty darn close. Okay. That's a okay. good thing. They are underdogs in their final four games, except in week nine when they play Piqua. That could be a big game for those two. Could be. It'd be exciting. At number 12, Lima Senior. They have rolled their last three games. And they will probably roll in their next four games also. If they win all four, they just might climb into the top eight. It's going to be close. They might get that home playoff game. Another exciting region. We could want to keep an eye on. Moving to Division Three, Region 10, we just have Defiance. They rose five spots up to number seven after beating two and four Kenton this week. They need at least three wins to have a home playoff game. They are favored in their four remaining games. Although I took a close look and I personally disagree with their week nine game. I think Salina (laughs) takes them, but that's just a personal point. Could be a good one, but we have a couple of weeks to wait for that one. Okay, Division Three, Region 11, Bell Fountain. They took a loss this week. They need three more wins to secure a home playoff game. They are big favorites in three of their four games. Isn't that convenient? Look for them to host a home playoff game if all goes according to Hoyle. Hoyle? Yeah, I think that's, I heard that phrase. I think that means that's the official rules for playing certain card games. Hoyle. Hoyle. How would you spell Hoyle? I would spell it H-O-Y-L-E. Hoyle. Hoyle card game. Hoyle waterproof cards. Hoyle. The actual cards. Bicycle Hoyle. Clear playing cards. I don't know what this has to do with um, plans and going according to them, but it's interesting that you've made this reference. See if you type in according to Hoyle what comes up. Oh. According to Hoyle. A book by Edwin Hoyle. There's a subtitle here. The up-to-date edition of the world-famous book on rules of games. So I guess that that phrase means if things go according to the rules, huh? 
It looks like some guy named Hoyle wrote a book about how to play a bunch of games, and they just use it as the the general card game rule book. Thought it was something like that. Official rules of more than 200 popular games of skill and chance with expert advice on winning play. Well, there you go. That sounds like a book I probably should have had as a kid, and I'm kind of surprised I did not. Well, it was... The one I'm looking at was published in 96, so you probably didn't have it. But Edmund Toyle lived until 1769, so I'm guessing there was a first edition. Yeah, I think there might have been. Yeah. <laughs> All right, as Rebecca contemplates... Cont- contemplates? <laughs> That's not the right as Rebecca cont- As Rebecca contemplates that, we move on to Division Three, Region 12. We'll a treatise with... on the game of backgammon. Wow. <laughs> I think I've sent her down the rabbit hole. An artificial memory for whist. This guy had some interesting titles. The 14th edition was the last one published during his lifetime in 1765. There you go. <laughs> According to Hoyle. You've actually learned something you might remember on this week's podcast, Rebecca. Maybe. I don't see it coming up much in my common day conversations, but I have learned. Anyway, according to Hoyle, we're going to get a team into the playoffs. (laughs) Of course, we've moved on since then. So Division 3, Region 12. (laughs) In fourth spot is that Salina team I seem to be so enamored with. They need two to three more wins in order to host a playoff game. They should be big favorites in their next two games. Then we'll have to check and see if they have a shot in the two after that, or if they even need any more wins by that time. Should be kind of borderline. We'll find out in two weeks. At number six, Tippecanoe. They suffered a close loss to four and two Vandalia Butler last week. Ah. But this week, they are a 13-point favorite over 4-2 and two Sydney in their toughest remaining game. So three wins gets Tippecanoe a home playoff game. And sound like they're heavy favorites in three of them. If they win all four, they probably get two home playoff games. In 10th spot, a winner this week, Wapakoneta. They've looked fairly dominant lately. Expect this to continue for the next three or four games and earned the Redskins a home playoff game after that early 0-2 start. And at number 12, Elida, they continue to drop in the other direction towards the playoff cut line. They still need another win to be in the playoffs. They are underdogs all four of their last games of the season. They're not always a huge underdog, but they are going to need an upset somewhere. That could be a good motivator. It's not where you like to be, but it's not the worst. No, but it ought, if they get it, it ought to be pretty exciting. Yeah, that's true. Okay, Division 4, Region 14. We're going to start with Van Wert. They fell one spot to number 5 after being upset 21-19 to 19 by St. Mary's, who is now 17th place. The Cougars play winless teams the next two weeks, which means two things. They should get some wins. And they should not get many computer points. Yeah. Yeah. The name of the game. At number nine, we have Lima Bath. They have a 90% chance to make the playoffs if they lose their final four games. Oh, boy. 
They are double-digit underdogs in all four of those games. Oh, boy. <laughs> you talk about a team might be watching the scoreboard in Week 10. Yeah. Time of bath could be it. They're hoping for the teams above them to have not great weeks. That's for sure. Coming in at number 13 this week, we have Napoleon, who rose four spots. So they went from out of the playoffs at 17 up to 13th Ooh. after they beat 1-5 and five Fremont Ross. Not a lot of points for that win, but those teams must have all been bunched fairly tightly together mm-hmm. to get a four-spot jump. Points is points. They are big favorites to win their third in a row against Toledo Bowser this week. And that should be enough to get them into the playoffs, just that win. And finally, we have two more WBL teams. Kenton is number 16. They need two more wins. Probably not going to get one against Wapakoneta this week. Mm-hmm. And at number 17, St. Mary's. After the 0-4 start, they are now in 2-4. and They need two more wins, but they should get one this week against winless Lima Shawnee. Or it could be a very exciting week for Lima Shawnee. <laughs> yeah, that, that is also quite possible. <laughs> St. Mary's actually looks to me like they could win their final four games, which would make some people I know in St. Henry who defeated them in week one, very happy. They are living on the <laughs> sudden St. Mary's winning streak here. So, Okay, in the southwest corner of Division Four, Region 16, at 5-1, and one, Urbana dropped their first game this week. Oh, boy. After losing to 5-1 and one Jonathan Alter, 41-33. to 33. That's pretty tight. That caused them to drop nine positions all the way from number nine to number 18, the largest drop of the teams we follow this week. Jeez. Are like one to 17 all undefeated? Well, there is a lot of that going on in the region. There is also the five teams Urbana has defeated have a combined record of three and 26 so far this season. Doesn't help. Does not help. They they beat two winless teams and three teams with one win. Yeah. There's just no second-level points there for Urbana. And the other two teams we follow were two of Urbana's victims, number 24 Bethel, number 25 Graham, and they're pretty much, if not mathematically, they're pretty much out of it right now. So, I have a scoring question that I don't remember from our scoring recap. What was it, like three years ago now? (laughs) Does it make a difference if you beat one 3-0 team, one team with three wins and everyone else has no wins, or three teams with one win? It would make a slight difference. It would make a slight difference? If you beat one team that had three wins, you get the points for beating them and for their three wins. So you get like four wins worth of points if you beat three winless oh. teams you'd only get three wins worth of points whereas if you beat three one win teams you'd have the the one wins second level but also the three wins of beating them correct so it's better to beat three one win teams in the same division than one three win team absolutely because of the first level points yep well assuming you get the first level points from winning against winless team which you do I, oh, I've confused myself. (laughs) I always say, if you have a little trouble, forget the numbers. Always better to win more. Well, think of it this way. 
you get points for every win you get and the wins. And when I say win, I mean either teams you beat or teams they beat. Yeah. So if you beat a three win team, that is four wins for you. Yeah. If you beat three teams that have no wins, that's three wins for you. You beat the three teams and you get no more from them. Yeah, but assuming you have the same number of wins, just the second level wins are distributed differently. Correct. Then it shouldn't matter, I believe. So if you ever really want to get into this, about three years ago, it should be on the list somewhere. I believe we called that episode. <laughs> Look for it. <laughs> I believe we called it the dirty little secrets of the computer points. <laughs> it's out there somewhere. <laughs> that name implies nothing. It just means we listen to too much All-American Rejects and or Plain White Tees. Those two bands exist in the same space in my brain. <laughs> All-American Rejects. I was right. <laughs> I'm more of a Plain White Tees guy myself, but... What but I have nothing do? against the uh, the American rejects. Hey there, Delilah. Okay. And one, yeah. two, three, four. And rhythm of love. Good, 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 good. I haven't heard from either of those bands in a decade. Maybe they're on vacation. Maybe. All American Rejects has Give You Hell, It Ends Tonight, and Move Along as well. So really two excellent bands. Maybe they've retired from making new music and they just show up at Local festivals, kind of like the Minster Oktoberfest. Ziggy Zaggy, Ziggy Zaggy. Ziggy Zaggy, Ziggy Zaggy. I know why you did that, but they would never. <laughs> okay, we're moving to Division 5 now that Rebecca's lost in looking up these old bands again. Region 18, we're going to start with Liberty Center. They are number two. I will just say they won by a bunch again. They should win the rest of their games by a bunch, and they should end up as the top seed in this region. The All-American Rejects are currently touring. That does not surprise me. All bands are always touring, aren't they? They had a brief breakup where they had individual projects, but they're back again. <laughs> Translated, individual projects did not go well. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to move on to Coldwater now. They had a win over two and four Parkway. And they dropped three positions from number two down to number five. A win over three and three Delphi St. John's this week may allow the Cavaliers to be guaranteed to host their initial playoff game. I expect they'll be hosting two of them before all said and done. At the number seven. The are going to release an album this year. Who's that? Plain White Tees. Ooh. Well, it is anyway. another... It is another Summer Olympics coming up. Maybe they've adopted another uh, obscure another athlete to sing chaser. about. Back anyway, my attention is back on the football. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> back to number seven, Liberty Benton. They may also earn a home playoff game if they can get a win over 3-3 three and three Riverdale this week. So watch out for Liberty Benton. At number 12, Indian Lake. They are about as close as can be to being a mathematical lock for our playoffs. So maybe next week we'll put them in there. Um, a win over one and five Ben Logan, and we officially can do that next week. And we have Spencerville, currently number 14. They've slowly been sliding down the list, suffered their fourth straight running clock loss. Ooh, that's demoralizing. 
they can make the playoffs with two more wins. They play three opponents who have losing records, starting with one and five Allen East this week. They can bring it back as long as they don't get too used to the running clocks. Yeah, maybe tell them they, they're allowed to have them go the other way, you know. <laughs> you can do it in your favor as well. You know, maybe the NFL should consider that. That that Miami Dolphins game, they they could have put the running clock on it there and everyone could have switched over to another game quicker. I would not be opposed <laughs> to football games going faster. In Division 5, Region 20, we had our big matchup. We follow two teams. They played each other last week. Number four, Milton Union beat number 14, Miami East, 28 to 25. This makes Milton Union playoff bound now. The Bulldogs should win their next three, which will give them at least one home playoff game. Miami East, on the other hand, really could have used that upset there. They need three more wins to reach the playoffs, and one of them better be against two and four Troy Christian this week, <laughs> or else I don't think they're going to get three. You listening? You better win that one. We're watching you, Miami. <laughs> Division six. First, we get the warm-up region here. It's not so big. <laughs> the warm-up region. Oh, wait. That's 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 Division seven. Never mind. <laughs> Division so hold, hold your horses for the warm-up region. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming, yeah. <laughs> Division 6, Region 22. We only have, what, nine teams here. The top four of which won this week. The bottom five of which did not. We shall start with number one, Bluffton. Boop, boop. Number one, Bluffton. They have won their last four games by a combined score now of 209 to zero. Oh, my gosh. Uh, one more win gets the Pirates a first-round home game. Three wins will get them two home playoff games. That's 50 points a game. Yes, it is. <laughs> Currently ranked number seven, we have Columbus Grove. They need two more wins to host their opening playoff game. Though if they beat 6-0 and Lipsick this week, that might do the trick all by itself. And if they do, that will definitely open up the possibility they could reach the top four and host their first two playoff games. Number 13, Tenora, and number 15, Paulding, both rose four spots after wins last week. Tenora is likely in the playoffs, not quite a lock yet, while Paulding is going to need an upset in one of their final three games to make the postseason. We're starting to get to the dramatic time of the season. I can feel it. Yeah, it's um this week was kind of funny. Only five teams we covered changed their status this week. Like almost nothing changed, but it's it's gonna come in a bunch in the next couple of weeks. Feels like we're approaching crunch time. Yeah. Yes, it does. By the way, both Tenora and Paulding need to win their final four games if they want to be a host of a playoff game. Mm, yeah. Gonna be tough, I think, especially for Paulding. Yeah. At number 16, Riverdale, and number 18, Wayne Trace. On the other end of the scale, so to speak, they both fell six positions after losses. They both need two more wins to be expected to sneak into one of the final playoff spots. Riverdale's going to need an upset in the final three weeks, while Van Buren is favored in their final three games. So look for Van Buren to move up into the top 16. If all goes according to Hoyle, huh? Uh, 
<laughs> I I would like it registered that although that was a fun fact, I don't want it in my vocabulary. <laughs> According to Hoyle. And finally, totally unrelated to Hoyle, Van Buren is number 17. They need two more wins, but they are a 30-point or more underdog in their next three games. So unless they pull a major upset, Van Buren looks unlikely to see the postseason. Did you know that there's a word in Welsh called chwil, which is spelled H-W-Y-L, chwil. It means fun. I have not seen that yet when watching an episode of Welcome to Wrexham. It also means goodbye, which is an interesting dichotomy there. Fun and goodbye. I'm wondering if it's like a... You have fun when this person goes away? Is that like, it's a not... It also or, means cheers, which I can kind of see being the link between the two. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cheers as in like toasting your... Hey, cheers, mate. Yeah. Okay. How do Fun you say fact. That? I wonder how you I'm say learning that in, Welsh. I wonder how you say that in Welsh. Cheers, mate. Wheel something, right? Wheel. I don't know, mate. It's probably just mate. <laughs> Okay, we'll go into our other region in Division 6. Region 24 also has nine teams we follow. Number two, Versailles. We mentioned lost to Marion Local on that missed extra point. But I heard a rumor that the 50-50 was over $6,000 at the game. Wow, your prediction not, was accurate. I did not hear if that was a Marion Local or a Versailles fan or some neutral person who won that. A neutral person? That seems oh. unlikely. Well, I'm sure there were many people that came just to see that game who weren't necessarily fans of it. Fair, fair. It's a very good game. Yeah. The Tigers need three more wins if they want to host both their first two playoff games. They are heavily favored in three of their games, so expect that to happen. Okay, I will. West Liberty Salem, one of those five teams whose status changed. They now join Versailles and Tri-Village as teams that will definitely be hosting at least one playoff game. This week is their biggest impediment to a 10-0 perfect season and a chance to host two playoff games as they travel to play 6-0 West Jefferson. West Jeff. West Jeff, baby. Speaking of Tri-Village, they are number six right now. They should easily roll for their last four games. They're still likely to only rise one spot to number five in the standings, which tells you something about the computer points available in those four games. Yeah, there's not, not much happening there. Let's see. Anna, after a 39 to nothing win over three and three Delphi St. John's, although I heard a rumor that Delphi's quarterback went out injured in that game, which may have contributed oh, no. to that. I have no details. Hopefully it's nothing serious. Anna needs to survive their next two games against Versailles and Marion Local. <laughs> Not necessarily win, just survive them. Then if they can defeat Fort Recovery and Parkway the last two games of the season, they should host a playoff game with a 5-5 five and five record. Okay. Not too bad. Gonna, Not too bad. I'm going to take a quick break and get a drink, okay? Okay, have fun. I have free reign of the recording. All I've got is cats. Do either of you want to talk? You have anything to say to the camera, Felix? Not very good podcast guest, are you? In the ninth spot, we have two and four Parkway. They are almost guaranteed to have done enough to make the playoffs already. 
as their week two victim Pioneer North Central may finish the season with a nine and one record. That is the ultimate in computer points to be able to beat a team who finishes the season nine and one. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Uh, Parkway has a visit to Minster for Oktoberfest weekend matchup. Ziggy Zaga, Ziggy Zaga, Ziggy Zaga, Ziggy Zaga, up against five and one Wildcats. Did you say Oktoberfest? Ziggy Zaga, Ziggy Zaga, Ziggy Zaga, Ziggy Zaga. Yes, I did. Oh boy. <laughs> anyway, if Parkway can upset Minster, that would make a home playoff game a distinct possibility even if they only ended up with three or four wins on the season. True, true, true. And we know Minster had a little trouble of a quarterback injury of their own. They've been struggling on offense the last two weeks, so don't the count Parkway out possible. in this game. Yep. yep. Be a sad one for Minster to lose on Oktoberfest weekend, though. Yes, it would. Although there's not going to be many Minster fans there, I would imagine. Yeah, it's a home game. It's, you go there, you can wander, walk back over to the park. I imagine they'll do okay. I guess there are more Minster people in Minster than there ever is Minster people in Minster that weekend. So some of them could decide to go to a football game. Not the easiest sentence to follow in the world, but, <laughs> I, but I agree wholeheartedly. Yes. Oktoberfest. This is our homecoming more than homecoming ever will be. That is for sure. Speaking of which, if we are ever organized enough, we should probably do part of the podcast during Oktoberfest. I would hate to think of the audio quality we would get from that. It would be awful. So it probably <laughs> will not happen. Unless I can convince 200 people inside a tent somewhere to sing us a new Scores of the Week song. You might be able to do that. The trick would be convincing the other 300 people in the tent to be quiet. <laughs> Maybe I can get the clobberheads to come up with music for it. <laughs> Maybe. Boy, we need some more local celebrity for that to work, I think. Number 13, Allen East, currently one and five. They are basically living off their win over four and two Arlington early in the season. <laughs> yeah. And get this, if they beat two and four Spencerville this week, they may lock down a playoff spot. Hey. Now, finally, we have Troy Christian, number 16. They're going to need two upset victories. To hold on to their spot in the top 16, they are obviously not favored in any of their final games. Number 18, Triad, has an even tougher schedule, but they only need one upset win. And number 19, Arcanum, they can secure their playoff spot with a win in their last two games. Uh, the next two games, I don't see it happening real quick. They are big underdogs oh. the next two. but So we'll get back to them week 9 and 10. They still have a good shot. A little bit, little bit of a struggle the next couple of weeks, but they've got a chance. And now we reach the monster region. The monster region. We have Division 7, Region 26 with our 20 teams. Looking at the list, I see a lot more W's than L's next to them. Oh, there are quite a few W's. You know, just for this one, I'm going to bring back the dice. Number four. Oh, you got an easy one. Lipsick, what is their mascot? 
I thought the top ones would be easy because they win so much and we talk about them. But no, we don't know Lipsick. I just always call them Leaping Lipsick, but I don't know. <laughs> That's not it. They feel like a Viking, but that feels wrong too. So They are, in fact, the Vikings. Oh, how about that? They've pulled a Spencerville and they've pretty much copied the Minnesota Viking symbol image for image, line for line, color for color. All right. So you've got it buried in there. It was buried somewhere in my mind, yes. Yeah. Let's see. I probably have it written down here a little farther off screen where I can't see it right now. Let's see. They've only won one state championship, and that's in baseball in 1976. Oh, huh. that kind of surprises me. I've heard of them doing well enough in enough sports through the years. Never quite made it all the way except that one time, huh? Never quite did it. Okay, we're going to start at the top, though, with Patrick Henry, still number one after a close win this week. The Patriots meet juggernaut Liberty Center in a battle <laughs> of the undefeateds this week. <laughs> Last week was Marion Local for sales. This week, Patrick Henry Liberty Center. Yeah, that's... Who will it be next week? Hmm. I don't know. You're going to have a hard time topping Patrick Henry Liberty Center, I think. At the Nippert of the North in Liberty. At the Nippert of the North. Which, by the way, was rocking, even though the team got beat by Oklahoma on Saturday. Nippert, not, yeah. not Liberty Center. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea how <laughs> rocking Liberty Center was last week. Probably not much at all on Saturday night, I would think. <laughs> Probably not. In third position, we have Macomb back on the winning track. And they should stay on that winning track for the next three weeks. Their Week 10 game at 5-1 and one, Liberty Benton should determine if the Panthers will host one playoff game or if they'll get a host two playoff game. Antwerp, currently number five, is favored to win out and secure two home playoff games. Their greatest remaining test is this week when they play 3-3 three and three Wayne Trace. Number six is those Lipsick Vikings. There we go. They need wins in Weeks 9 and 10. If they want to secure a home playoff game, they will require an additional upset or two the next two weeks against 4-2 Columbus Grove and or 6-0 Bluffton if they want to get into the top four and get those two play home playoff games. Rank number seven, we have Pandora Gilboa. They have already lost to two undefeated teams this season and beaten two teams with winning records. You would think the toughest games are off their schedule, but they still have to defeat 5-1 and one Liberty Benton if they want to be guaranteed a home playoff game. At number eight, we have Waynesfield-Goshen, still undefeated. And if they stay that and finish 10-0, only expect them to rise as high as about number six. They have the test this week as they play 6-0 and Marion Elgin. Well, so should be a lot of computer points in that game for whoever comes out the winner. Not much the other games for Waynesfield Goshen, though. No. Number nine, where we have Defiance Ayersville. If they can win in week 10 against winless Sherwood Fairview, our favorite Apaches, of course. If they can win that game, they still have a 60% chance of making the playoffs, even if they lose the other three games on their schedule. <laughs> all right. All right. So any additional win almost guar guarantees them. 
but the Pilots are underdogs in those next three games. So it may come down to that Sherwood-Fairview game in Week 10. Next, we have Convoy Crestview at number 10. They need one more win to make the playoffs. Their last four opponents are a combined 18 and 6. So finding that win, not going to be the easiest thing in the world. Bit of a challenge, yeah. Number 11, Arlington. Heavily favored to win two and lose two of their final four games. And that's just good enough to sneak into the playoffs if they get those two wins. Okay, okay, okay. Number 12, Lima Central Catholic. They are favored to win their final four games and to do two of them with a running clock, so by 30 <laughs> or more points. If I remember right, I think it was even 40 or more points they were favored. Okay. I was wondering if your prediction site had the running clock option or if you're just doing the, the score math. Just doing minor math in my head. <laughs> Happens all the time. Happens all the time. Occupational hazard for a former engineer who likes statistics. Former engineer, former math teacher who likes statistics. Yeah, it just it just kind of happens. Yeah. You know, other people think we're weird for that. Uh, that's how you keep sharp. Keep sharp. <laughs> I have a bunch of friends who look at me strange when I do the math on my tip so it comes out to an even number in the total. <laughs> I do that every time. I know, I got it from you. <laughs> but back to Lima Central Catholic and their running clock. If they get those two wins, that should be enough to reach the playoffs. If they win the other two games also, the Thunderbirds should be very close to hosting their first-round playoff game. They might finish number nine. It's going to be close, eight, nine, somewhere in that ballpark. Okay, but they've got to get in first. Got to get in first. That looks like it's going to be easy, but you still have to do it, right? Mm -hmm. Upper Soto Valley and Hard Northern tied at number 14. Both teams are expected to win two games easily, which should put both of them right around number 16, right on the cut line. So if they get those two wins, they're probably maybe in. Upper Soto Valley also lightly favored in their other two games. Harden Northern, a slight underdog in their other two games. Kind of interesting, they play each other week nine. So whoever wins that week nine game should get in the playoffs easily. The other team going to be tight. Ooh, an exciting rivalry game. Now, by the way, we've been talking about this region for a long time now, right? We have. Every team we mentioned won last week. Oh. So far. So <laughs> <laughs> That's in front of me, and I forgot because I scrolled so far down past the stats. Exactly. So in other words, there's not a lot of openings coming in the top 16 for other teams to move into right now. No, not a plot. And that's going to affect the following teams here. Oh, oh no. We have Ada at number 17, Ridgemont at number 22. They are both very unlikely to reach the playoffs. Number 19, Delta St. John's, also unlikely. But they have what looks like an opportunity next week against 5-1 and one Minster. They're going to be an underdog, but... Both teams have struggled with their quarterback injuries lately. If Delphus can get a win in that game, that should move them up into playoff consideration. And we wrap up Division 7 with Region 28. At the top, of course, Marion Local. Of course. Do you notice we have our, I think that's our first orange. That's our, yep, it's a new color. 
they have guaranteed they will be hosting two playoff games. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they've got in the water out there, but it's doing some good stuff for football. There is a chance they could fall all the way to number two in the standings by the end of the year, but it seems unlikely. Oh, the drama. <laughs> Best current guess, Lachlan is going to have to make the bus ride all the way up from Cincinnati area to Maria Stein for a week 11 playoff game. Not the worst drive, but not one you want to do before playing Marion Local. No, not especially. Sticking to our theme of no drama at the top, number two, Ansonia. They look like they're going to win the last four games of the season. They look like they're going to end up as number two seed. Their reward may not be someone like Lachlan. According to uh, Drew Pasteur's Fantastic 50 site, their most likely playoff opponent would be St. Henry. Oh, not not the reward you want for a number two seed. Not quite, no. Now at number three, DeGraff Riverside. If they can win against four and two Sydney Lehman, who's currently ranked number nine, they should expect to host two playoff games. They should finish in the top four. Lehman locked up their own playoff spot last week, and if they defeat Riverside, they will have a good chance to be a host of an opening round playoff game. And number six is our Minster Wildcats. They are favored to win the next two weeks if they can get that offense back on track. And that would give them a better than 50% chance to host their first playoff game. Ooh, nice. It is possible they may need a win over New Bremen in week nine to get that home playoff game. It is also possible New Bremen's going to need a win that week for the same thing. So I think I've come up with that a few times here. Week nine looks kind of interesting for us, Rebecca. It's going to be fun across the board, yeah. Currently ranked eighth, we have Bradford. They should probably make the playoffs without another win, which is a good thing as they don't play at all this week and they are underdogs in their final three games. Um, expect number 10 Mechanicsburg to win two or three more games. But even if they do, expect them to still not make it up to number eight. They will have to travel to face their opening playoff opponent. At number 13, we find Fort Laramie. They are playoff bound, one of those five teams who changed their status this week after beating one and five Oxford Talawanda. Oxford Talawanda. This is why they accepted the invitation to play football in the Northwest Conference next year, so they don't have to do road trips to places like Oxford next season. I mean, who wants to visit Miami of Ohio? Yeah. Talawanda. Talawanda. It's a public high school. Absolutely. There's not a ton of history in this Wikipedia page. <laughs> Gary Owen is a comedian and actor and notable alumni of Talawanda. Talawanda. Just going to Google it. Talawanda meaning? It means clear water in the Native American. Does it say which tribe that feels like? Uh... Obviously, the Miami Indians were from that area, but there were probably others. Uh, I mean, it's for Four Mile Creek. In Preble County. No, this Wikipedia is very unhelpful. I'm finding some drama in here. Really? Drama in Talawanda? So the local Oxford people say that Talawanda is a Miami tribe word. Miami tribe word. 
but a local historian at the Miami Center says that it doesn't come from their language at all, and he has no idea what language it comes from. So, this guy did some research. But through all his research, he still hasn't found a true answer to the roots of the Talawanda name. Back to Talawanda. Yes, they lost to Fort Laramie. For Fort Laramie to host a playoff game, they likely need to defeat 3-3 three and three Norwalk St. Paul this week. And then either 4-2 and two Lucas or 3-3 three and three Lima Central Catholic in the la- one of the last two games of the season. Okay. And we can say we are 99% sure that number 14 New Bremen will make the playoffs. Good to hear. We haven't close. marked them green, though. Yeah, we're not. I mean, so close. I mean, 99% is not 100. Yeah. I imagine we'll mark them up shortly. The Cardinals might even earn a home playoff game if they come out on top against Minster in week nine. Again, that'll be an interesting game, I believe. And if number 15 St. Henry does not win again, if they end up the season at one and nine, there is still an 80% or so chance they make the playoffs. They have Marion Local and Versailles still on the schedule. So this could be a disheartened team by the time their Week 10 game against Windless Fort Recovery rolls around. It sure could be. And But we are this close. There we go. There it is again. See, this close? For the, for the listeners at home, he is holding his fingers apart. Maybe a centimeter. Ooh, metric system. Excellent. But we it's are the that best close. one for math. <laughs> we are that close to declaring Windless Covington. Mississinimal Valley and Fort Recovery out of realistic playoff contention. Can't quite uh, say it yet, but I feel it in my bones. <laughs> His bones. <laughs> and finally, we'll wrap this up with the eight-man teams there. Holgate remains number one after they beat winless Sebring McKinley last week. Sandusky St. Mary's passes Toledo Christian for the second spot. Ooh. After they defeated one and four striker while Toledo Christian beat 0 and four Lakeside Danbury. So a couple of second level points does the trick. Uh, the big game next week, those two teams, number two Sandusky St. Mary and number three Toledo Christian, play each other. So the game for the second spot next week. The game is afoot. And that wraps everything up. We kept it fairly Not on track quite this week. Short. And it was one of those weeks where there weren't many upsets and nothing too much changed, not real dramatically in the standings. We expect that to become a little different in the next couple of weeks as things start to become much clearer here, I would guess. Especially in week nine. Yes, yeah, especially week nine. And once again, we had no comments or questions this week, Rebecca. <laughs> Maybe it's because we keep calling people out for Calling us stale. <laughs> uh, whoever you are, I appreciate honest feedback, but sometimes it hurts. <laughs> See, it didn't bother me whatsoever, but that's okay. It hurts because I know it's true. <laughs> anyway, if you want to give more honest and true feedback, or... Completely false and made up feedback. We'll take that too. Uh, you can send that to us at bdmonin at nktelco.net or you can submit it on Twitter or X. 
<laughs> to at Bruce Monin. That's all I've got for how you can contact us. You can ask me in person. You can find Dad at his office hours at Bud's at 3 o'clock on Wednesdays. 3.30. 3.30 on Wednesdays. I have a haircut at 3 o'clock. <laughs> Very important. You can just subscribe and keep listening to this podcast by going to the Apple iTunes Store, Amazon Music, or iHeartRadio. Or as Dad told me when I asked him earlier today because I completely forgot this whole spiel. Anywhere but Spotify. There you go. Anywhere but Spotify. Just search for Bruce Monin. It'll, it'll pop up. Also, you want to talk some? You can find me at the Minster Oktoberfest this week. Ziggy Zaggy, Ziggy Zaggy. Ziggy Zaggy, Ziggy Zaggy. Ah, one more I, use of the song. I'm, I'm sure it won't be that difficult to pick me out in that crowd. Uh, no, there's just like 40,000 people in a, in a half block area. I mean, eventually I'll wander by the place where they have the deep fried tenderloins. Other than that, good luck trying to find me. You didn't hear it from us, but potentially you could find us at the betting ring on the October Miss Oktoberfest pageant. Oh, yes. No. If such a thing should exist, which of if, course it doesn't. If such a thing would, is, would exist, we might be there. But, you know, of course, no one would ever bet on such a thing as a, as a queen pageant. So <laughs> at least not with paramutual betting. That's for sure. Of course not. Anyway. As we mentioned before, maybe just a touch late next week, but we will be back again for week seven here on Bruce Monin's Computer Point. Ziggy-zaggy, ziggy-zaggy. Oi, oi, oi. Ziggy-zaggy, ziggy-zaggy. Oi, oi, oi.